Ladies and gentlemen of the Ring Crew Army, welcome to a brand new episode of the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows. And on this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, I will be going over night one of the new beginning that took place in Hiroshima Sun Hall Plaza. This will be night one, part one, because I do not want to overwhelm you guys with two matches. The first match I'm going to be talking about is a 10-man tag match. This doesn't require any of the competitors in this match to get eliminated by going over the top rope. I know a couple days ago I had a podcast explaining about that type of stipulation here in New Japan Pro Wrestling. However, it is Bullet Club versus Chaos. And then on that same first night of the new beginning, we also have the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships on the line. Our champions, Tamatanga, Tungaloa, the Gorillas of Destiny will be taking on Zack Zaber Jr. and, and Tachi. So... Both of these matches will be reviewed individually. That's why this is part one. This is just going to be the breakdown of the 10-man tag. But before I get into this 10-man tag of Bullet Club versus Chaos, there is one other thing I want to address for the New Beginning Night 1. So I do watch the entire show on New Japan World. If you guys are not signed up to New Japan World, please make sure to subscribe to them. It's only $9.99 of US dollars, which translates to 99 yen. And you guys can follow along with me on these podcast episodes whenever I talk about specific matches or mention stuff that Jay White has done or mention stuff that the Gorillas of Destiny are doing and this whole entire drama between Real Bullet Club here in New Japan Pro Wrestling and Fake Bullet Club over there in All Elite Wrestling and all the breakdowns and everything. So do New Japan World a favor. Go throw them $9.99. It's better than the WWE Network. So you have that. Anyway, like I was saying, I do watch the whole entire show of The New Beginning. And during The New Beginning, we had Hiromu, who is our IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, taking on show from Rapungi 3k unfortunately his tag team partner yo is still out with a knee injury so show has made an impressive singles run against not only Hiromu but all the rest of the competitors that he has been facing during the road two series and I apologize that I'm not giving everybody in New Japan Pro Wrestling a spotlight on this podcast In all honesty, it's a little bit difficult to keep up when you don't really know everybody and you're trying to learn the product as you go along because I am a returning member for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Once again, it got picked up because of the Bullet Club because this quote-unquote forbidden door is busted open now and the whole gap of wrestling coming together as a family is now almost complete so we get to enjoy New Japan Pro Wrestling all elite wrestling impact wrestling and see fantasy matchups that happen so if anyone was wondering why i don't include any of the other members of new japan pro wrestling in my podcast episodes it's because of that i sort of do stick to what i know and give you guys the best detail and story to my best abilities so this title match between show and hiromu was an amazing match 
you guys definitely need either Roku or just sign up directly and you get to watch this match and it you get to watch this match fully. This match is an honorable mention on my podcast because it is a really good match for the month of February. Really good match. I highly recommend it and I know other people on Twitter will definitely recommend this match. Hiromu versus show for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship gets an honorable mention on the Square Circle podcast. It gave you everything you wanted in the story from highs to lows, from amazing athleticism, from amazing counter abilities and false finishes. It had it all and it was a really good fight between both guys who wanted the belt so bad. Hiromu is definitely the face of the Super Juniors. And show is definitely one of the best competitors I have watched. And he definitely belongs in the conversations of Super Juniors. And maybe, you know, he might eventually get the big one sometime in the future. But right now on the Square Circle Podcast, Hiromu versus show for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is a honorable mention. And it is really a good match for the month of February. Now, back to this 10-man tag match. On one side, we have El Fantasmo, Taiji, Ishimori, Yujiro, Jay White, and Evil. They make up the team for Bullet Club. And then on the other side, we have Yano, Yoshihashi, Goto, Ishii, Okada, and they make up the team for Chaos. In the beginning of this match, it is an all-out brawl. Goto, Yoshi, and Ishii stomp away at Jay White. Jay White tries to escape and he finally does. He tags out. Ishii decides to chase Jay White around the ring. However, Jay goes behind the guardrail. This is his only safe area where Ishii cannot touch him at. So Ishii decides to take Gato and throw him into the ring and Ishii, Goto, and Yoshihashi are beating up on Gato in the ring. JY sees this. He comes back around ringside and he's a little beside himself because he doesn't know how to approach the situation without getting beat up himself if he was to try to save Gato and go back into the ring. Luckily, Gato rolls out to the outside. Phantasmo and Taiji do back rakes to Yoshihashi. And then Jay does some windmill forearms mocking chaos once he gets back into the ring and fights against Yoshihashi. Yoshi tries to fight out of the Bullet Club corner. However, Jay White holds Yoshi's foot. And this is where Bullet Club becomes dangerous. And they all act like one cohesive team, no matter what. Like if they don't always like hang out together or I don't know train together or eat together when they get in the ring it's just seamless in everything that they do so for most of the time they were keeping yoshi in their corner and cutting off the other chaos members from trying to help out their buddy so that way eventually yoshi can get a tag in and then he could rest on the outside but most of the time bullet club was keeping him in their corner at one point we get an abdominal stretch this is done by evil on Yoshi where it became a chain of strength to put a lot of pressure on Yoshi's body as Eva was doing the abdominal stretch. Finally, Yoshi gets in some offense and finally gets in a tag to Okada. 
Then we have Okada versus Evil. And then eventually Evil takes out some of the Chaos members. And then we get another tag switch of Jay versus Ishii. For some reason, whenever it's Jay White versus Ishii, it feels special. There's just something special about it. And I'm not exactly sure what it is, but there's something special about it. It might just be the way that the story is building and with Jay White doing lovely promos and painting the picture of how he sees it and then Ishii just being like all right man I'm just probably gonna beat you up type of thing I don't know it's just very special whenever they get into the ring so now we have the JY versus Ishii in this match and there is a lot of counters these men know their movesets so well that it's counter after counter after counter. Jay White is ducking those elbows that Ishii loves to throw at him. Then Jay comes in with some knees to Ishii's stomach and then a forearm and then a European uppercut. And Ishii reverses that with an Irish whip, sending Jay into the corner. As Ishii is running towards Jay in the corner, Jay White manages to get both of his feet up and that slows down Ishii for a little bit. And then Jay tries to come in with a forearm, but Ishii doesn't budge. Ishii then gives Jay White a forearm shot and this knocks Jay down in the corner. There is another Irish whip and Ishii uses his momentum to show the tackle Jay White. And smartly, Jay White rolls out onto the floor. Phantasmo and Taiji come into the ring and start doing tag team moves on Ishii. But as they throw Ishii into the ropes, Ishii smartly hangs on to the ropes. Yano and Goto then come into the ring and attack Phantasmo and Taiji. Phantasmo and Taiji get the upper hand over Yano and Goto, however. Goto then goes for a double clothesline to Phantasmo and Taiji. Jay then comes into the ring, throws Goto down on the mat by Goto's hair. Jay White then charges in on Ishii, but Ishii sidesteps. Ishii tries for a clothesline to Jay White in the corner, but Jay sidesteps that. Jay then tries for a blade buster, but that doesn't work. And then tries for a fireman's carry, but Ishii is way too strong, way too heavy for Jay White to get any type of momentum on Ishii for these attacks. Jay White then gets elbowed once and then ducks the second elbow by Ishii to do the Saido suplex. And I will mention it here on this podcast, especially this episode. So while we have all this real Bullet Club, fake Bullet Club drama, there are some props that I must give to two MVPs in professional wrestling. So I really do enjoy the way that Jay White picks apart his opponent in the ring and it's able to wrestle and all the psychology is there. And then when he's wrestling Goto or whoever else and he ducks under elbow attempts and does the Saido suplex, that reminds me so much of the way that Kenny Omega can just pop out the Snapdragon suplex at any point during a match. And those are the two moves that I highly pop for whenever I see these guys pull it out. Whenever Jay White does it, it is an amazing sequence to set it up. The same thing with Kenny Omega. When he does the Snapdragon suplex, there is a sequence to it and then you know it's coming and it's just that nice snap that just happens. That looks beautiful, that looks devastating. And these two guys... 
Their craft is untouchable. And I know that's a lot of praise right there, but I don't care. Their craft is untouchable. That's what I love about both of these men when they have specific moves that I just love watching in the ring. So Jay White has definitely mastered the Saido suplex whenever it comes to Ishii. And then obviously his previous opponents, you know, again, both Jay White and Kenny Omega are masters of their craft. So even though Jay White does a Saido suplex to Ishii in this 10-man tag for night one of the new beginning, Ishii just rolls through. That does not face him. That does not hurt him. And Jay realizes this after a little bit of time thinking that he got him. So as Jay rises to his feet, Ishii throws a huge forearm. That forearm knocks down Jay. However, Ishii tries to set up Jay for a attempted suplex. But in the midst of all that, Jay counters with the Blade Buster. And then Jay pulls Ishii up to his feet only to slap him and bait him in a DDT move. After that, Jay White tags out. Then we have Yujiro into the match. And now it's Yujiro versus Ishii. There is a vertical suplex that happens. And Ishii tags out to Yano. Now we have Yano versus Yujiro. Yano then removes the huge one-piece turnbuckle pads that are fastened in the corners of this 20 by 20 ring for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yano then tries to send Yujiro into the both exposed turnbuckles, but that doesn't work. Yujiro sidesteps Yano. Yano hits his back into the exposed turnbuckles. While every single competitor in this match are hitting their finishers and knocking everyone out, Yano does a low blow to Yujiro and does a roll up to get the victory for Chaos during night one of the New Beginning match. Now, there's something that I want to bring to everyone's attention, including New Japan Pro Wrestling management and officials. So... We know that in professional wrestling, low blows are used to get the advantage, especially when you use it in a very desperate move and you really don't like the person and that's like your heel thing. We get it. It's professional wrestling. And I know that that move will never, ever be banned, but let's really dissect it and talk about it. As far as I know, Yano likes to play a lot of games with people, especially by taking off the one piece turnbuckle of the New Japan ring and using it as a weapon. First of all, you will definitely get disqualified if you use it as a weapon. However, the refs are lenient in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so they allow Yano to do it. If not, some referees do try to take it away from Yano because it is still considered a weapon. In New Japan Pro Wrestling, they do consider some time-honored traditions is to be sportsmanlike. Well... Which team has been sportsmanlike this whole entire ride on the road to series of the new beginning? Bullet Club. Bullet Club has been following all of the rules that New Japan Pro Wrestling has laid down for them. They have not jumped the guardrail. They have not jumped out of commentary to fight other wrestlers that they are not scheduled or needed to fight. They do not put the fans in danger. Bullet Club has been outstanding citizens or wrestlers in this case 
to follow all rules to make sure that there's some type of equal playing field that doesn't include hitting someone else in the balls just because. So Yano does this in order to get the roll-up victory over Yujiro. And I think that's very wrong to happen. So, you know, Jay White protests about Goto jumping over the guardrail and there's no repercussions for that. And then Yoshihashi doing the same thing. There's not going to be any repercussions for that. But, you know, what if eventually we can get Yano an automatic DQ whenever he does a low blow to the guys. Now, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because me personally, I don't like it when a dude gets hit in the balls just because like, I don't even do it. If you push the boundary and you push the envelope and you make me feel uncomfortable, that's definitely going to be my number one go-to to protect myself if I need to do it. But if I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it for the match. No, that's not going to happen. You see, Yano has his low blow as part of his skill set as a wrestler. Bullet Club, if they were to do a low blow to their opponents, it's out of desperation. It's not part of their skill set. It's definitely desperation. And sometimes it's needed. Sometimes it's not. That's why they have Gato and Dick Togo out there on ringside to do distractions. So that way, maybe Bullet Club can continue to be outstanding wrestlers. And rather than a low blow, do a dragon screw if your opponent is on the ropes. Right? Makes perfect sense. Bullet Club right now are gentlemen like in New Japan Pro Wrestling, despite New Japan Pro Wrestling allowing it to be open season on Jay White. Like, seriously, guys, I'm just throwing it out there to see it from that perspective that Yano uses the low blow every single time to pick up the victory because he can't pick up a victory by himself. On the other hand, Bullet Club can definitely pick up victories by themselves. Even if Gato and Jado interfere here and there, you know, they mean well for their boys, for Bullet Club, for all the money that they make, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's not like, they're constantly low-blowing everybody that goes against their boys. They're just to distract the referee because they know that the Bullet Club members are more than capable of picking up a victory over that distraction. See, it's totally two different things. One uses it as a skill set. The other one just uses it out of desperation. And I just wonder if that's just something to think about, something to talk about, because it's like every time, every time. Anyway, that's the end of the match. Yano, again, uses the low blow as part of his skill set to get the roll up over Yujiro. And this allows the Chaos members to pick up the victory over the Bullet Club members for night one of the new beginning at Hiroshima Sun Hall Plaza. Moving on to Jay White's backstage comments after that match, the loss does not affect him in any way, shape or form. He continues to tell the Japanese media that he is money and that when he's paired with Goto, Yoshi and Ishii that there's money everywhere to be made and that he calls them the false champions and that looking towards tomorrow meaning February 11th during this whole entire time because this match took place on February 10th. Looking forward to February 11th, Jay White, Tamatanga, 
Tangaloa will take the six-man tag team championships off of the fake champions and end the fake reign of those three men. I will say here on this podcast that that match was an amazing match. But I will not spoil it for you guys. You're going to have to tune in onto the next episode of the Square Circle Podcast to know my thoughts and the breakdown and everything that went on in that match. For now, this is my whole assessment of night one of the new beginning. It was an amazing 10-man match. Jay White is definitely phenomenal and he is a master at his craft. So are the other Bullet Club members as they work together as a cohesive unit to take apart their opponents and just give us an excellent story throughout their match. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode of the Square Circle Podcast, thank you for listening. Thank you for showing me some love. You can find the Square Circle Podcast at anchor.fm forward slash Square Circle Podcast Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcasts, you could probably find Squared Circle Podcast. If you guys want to sign up to the wrestling newsletter that I have, where I have a Jay White article, I have a Kenny Omega article, and I have a Yum Bucks article, and you just love reading about professional wrestling, please sign up at theringcrew.substack.com. And if you want to continue this conversation further, by all means, head over to Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm very active on Twitter. So head over to Twitter at Marie underscore shadows to not only follow me, but to talk about professional wrestling. And if you guys enjoyed all of this, again, you're listening to the Square Circle Podcast. I am your host, Marie Shadows, and I'll see you guys in the next one.